jelly brown one side and burnt to a crisp on the other. Oh, it drives me mad. Fresh from the uneven toaster of life. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, hang on. Hang hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. All right, I've pressed record straight away for today's All Day Breakfast because the Zoom meeting pops up with Matt O'Kide. Matt O'Kide, what is this drip you are running right now? You got the suit jacket on? All are you going right, to something after right. this? What's I, happening? I, I got the brown, I got brown oh, shoes on as well. Still got, Still got my little chicken socks, though. <laughs> Sophia picked them out for me this morning. Thank you very much to my uh, 18-month-old daughter. Now, what's, what's going on? Why are you so dressed up? Some of us have things to do and places to be, Alex Dyson, well, all right? Because I'm in my ripped stuff. I'm in my uh, ripped jeans at the knees because got a bit of painting and moving around to do well, for uh, Melbourne Dyson. opening up. Pop-up bars are hitting the city and I've been moving stuff around. What about yourself? No, wait, don't, don't be turning the mics on and pointing a finger at my slick... Skuxa's jacket and brown shoes when you're wearing a Sydney Kings basketball t-shirt, which I know for a fact <laughs> you got given for free four years ago when we were still on Triple J. Mate, what do you think my wardrobe is? <laughs> it's all random crap. Look, the Sydney, Sydney Kings are crap, absolutely not. <laughs> but it's all random threads that have landed in my cupboard over the years. Random band shirts, random Movember t-shirts. When was the, the last <laughs> time you actually bought some clothing? Be honest. Be dead set honest. When did you actually buy clothing? Um, I had to buy a white collared shirt for a wedding probably 18 months ago. Okay. <laughs> Dear, oh dear. <laughs> and I did that instead of buying an iron for my other shirt. So, well, that's, that's I think the we need some queer eyes for you, my friend. I think we oh, need <laughs> a <laughs> bit of flipping we your could wardrobe. Get any, anybody could pass their eye over this and come up with something <laughs> a little, little bit better. But anyway, this is a good show because very exciting uh, astronomical news. And we have our uh, number one reporter. Professor Alan Duffy joining us. I'm very excited to not only get into this big news, Matt O'Kine, but also last time he joined us, it was directly after he got scratched on the cornea by his own own child. It was serious business. Like, he he spent the whole, like, as an absolute champion, spent the whole interview, like, (laughs) Niagara Falls coming down one side of his face, Um, water just tearing through. If anyone's seen the movie uh, Casino Royale starring Daniel Craig and uh, the villain Le Chiffre, um, who who has a tear of blood, he just dabs it with a hanky. That's what Alan Duffy was doing last time. (laughs) Oh, God. Poor Duffy. Hopefully he's all right this time and he's going to get into it. Plus... I gotta, I gotta get a perm haircut, Matt O'Kine. Um, and we've been oh. doing a little bit of research, producer Bron. I'll talk about it later. Anyway, she says something funny. We'll get into it because it's all part of all day breakfast. Thank you very much for listening. Shall we get started? Let's go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Huge news in outer space yesterday, Matt O'Kine. Uh, the, we found out that we found actual water on the moon. Now, this opens up all sorts of possibilities uh, for those of us who live in the real world and don't believe it was on a soundstage like yourself, Matt. But um, it, we don't know anything about space, okay? So we, we thought that we would recruit our favourite astrophysicist to join us here, Professor Alan Duffy. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? 
Well, I'm I'm feeling a bit exposed because um, yeah, Alan. I mean, I didn't expect Alex to to tell you that I <laughs> am a secret flat earther, but um, <laughs> I am. So there you go. Let's just wow. now that we got it out. Now that we got it out here. Well, n- n- now it feels comfortable. It's all out on the table. You you always knew there was something slightly off there, Alan. It's good to actually put a put a label on it with the uh, the flat earther. What what is what do you say is the the best fact to to say to someone like Matt O'Kine when it comes to comes to this sort of belief system? I mean, have you flown? (laughs) (laughs) Well, have you been to the moon? I mean, how do I know? That it's but there. I can see it. <laughs> I can see the moon. Oh, I sure, can see it sure. I'll wait until I'm on it before I believe that it's there and that people can get it. <laughs> Alan, oh, you almost like, couldn't see the moon because you had an awful situation with with your with your daughter recently. Last time we chatted to you, you copped a, yeah. a solid whack to your poor eye. Yeah, that's right. No, she she uh, officially scratched. My cornea, uh, and um, yeah, that, that's why I had pink eye. Uh, that, that, that was the reason. Yikes. And uh, absolutely agony, And uh, but she's so cute. You know, what can you do? I, so I had to give her the other eye to, to stab as well. But she's, um, <laughs> now it, it, the, the difficulty with it was I then lost the ability to have stereoscopic vision, right? So I can't tell if the moon is small and really close or, or if it really is that vast and far away. <laughs> that, that's painted. the challenge right now. Painted. I mean, for a long time, to be fair as well, for a long time after I saw the Truman Show, I did wonder whether they just made the Truman Show to make me not think that the Truman Show was a possibility <laughs> oh, in my life. Do you know what I mean? Well, so, I'm sorry. Last time Alan Duffy wow. joined us, the tears were a result of a fingernail from the daughter. This time the tears are for Matt O'Kine and his <laughs> misguided uh, thoughts. Well, but, uh, <laughs> no, we are, okay, so we're talking about the moon today. I've asked, I've, I previously tried to buy property on the moon. <laughs> despite not believing in it. <laughs> no, just despite not believing that Neil Armstrong went to it, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Matt, are you saying that he trespassed on your property? Is that what you're telling me, <laughs> That's it. It was open for inspection before I was allowed, and that's therefore not fair. But, no, Alan, tell us about what they discovered on the moon, um, you know, in the last couple right. of days in terms of the water. Oh, this is this is crazy. So NASA has found liquid water on the moon in the sunlit side. I want to tell you why this is so, such a crazy finding. So the, the sun, as it's beaming down on this absolutely barren desert world, right? The, the moon is completely devoid of water, we thought. And there on the sunlit side, they're actually seeing signals from liquid water somehow trapped we think within or, or around grains of, of this lunar dirt. And it was discovered by a, a, a telescope they put on this inside a 747. I can't even believe I'm saying this. They put it inside a 747, cut the side off that aircraft, flew it up to 12 kilometers high above our own atmosphere so it could then see out to the moon and get this beautiful view of, of this water and detect it. Now, what that means is we have liquid water on the moon to support our astronauts when they go there in, as part of NASA's Artemis in 2024. Uh, it means they can use it to grow crops for long-duration flights to, say, Mars. But we can also split it into hydrogen and oxygen. That is literal rocket fuel. So now the moon becomes a resupply station. It becomes a refueling station. 
And Matt, that property you bought is worth its weight <laughs> in gold. This is a gold mine, man. Stay on that. So you're telling me, Professor Duffy, that much like on road trips from Warrnambool to Melbourne for our excursions, where we'd stop at the Cryo Bay Roadhouse in Geelong for a bacon egg roll, <laughs> that is now the moon to astronauts <laughs> going from Earth to Mars. It's a, it's a truck stop for our, for our boys and girls in the spacesuits. That's right. And how magnificent is that? We have turned this wow. celestial heavenly object into a pit stop truck. And, and so yeah. they do, yeah. I'll tell you what, the bathrooms are going to be absolutely disgusting. <laughs> it's going to be absolute mess. There. And of course, you're going to get the key on some yeah. dog's bowl or something connected to some thong. What the hell are we doing with this? We really need to lug a whole bloody trunk of a tree to get to the bathroom. Now, is. Is it it's only discovered now because previously we've been looking at the moon through telescopes based on Earth and the atmosphere has stopped us from seeing us? Is, it, is it this the 747 technique that they've used, the, the reason that we've been able to see the water? Yeah, that's absolutely right. There's a, you, you know, if you have this telescope on the ground, you look up, you're going to see water, but that's the clouds, right? That's our mm. own atmosphere's water. So you have to get above it to be able to see into, uh, into space, to see this signal from elsewhere. It's not... There's a lot of water, though. I don't want to make it sound like Neil Armstrong missed a puddle, right? Like, I mean, it's not like he missed that, yeah. that feature when he walked on the moon. This is 100 parts per million to, of water. To give, a, give any, a context of that, if you wanted to make a liter bottle of water, you would have to squeeze out this water from about 10 tons of the lunar soil. Ooh. It is dry. It oh. is really, really dry. Okay. Oh. You, you know, you take a teaspoon's worth of water, you've added a hundred parts per million water to your body, right? We're not talking particularly thirst quenching, but if you're up there and you're processing it, and we know that there's uh, uh, ice fields in, in the poles in particular, where there's mm. even more water that can be accessed, you can do a lot because it's expensive to get water up to the moon. In fact, that bottle of water you just squeezed out of 10 tons of 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 the lunar soil, that would have cost you thirty five thousand dollars to fly up to the moon. Wow. That's how expensive it is. That, to I mean, get that's almost as Earth's much gravity. as a bottle of Fiji water at a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> to, be com- to be completely fair, so you always got to make sure if they put the complimentary tag on it. I'll tell you that much. Oh, very, got to be very, very wary. Well, that's that's quite exciting. And and this mission that we're look you you referred to there, uh, Alan, was in twenty twenty four. Can you tell us what what the latest is with uh, with that particular mission and, and why that's so exciting? Yeah, so this is this is NASA's Artemis mission. It will see the first woman walk on the moon in 2024, and shortly thereafter, they'll have a permanent lunar base. So people will be living and working on the moon as part of that. Now, that all became a lot easier, a lot cheaper, when we discovered this water. NASA wow. estimated to ship about 100 metric tons of water, and that's what the, the base would need, would cost about $3.5 billion, capital B. So we... By accessing the water on the moon, mm. just have all that savings. So it makes it a lot more feasible. It just makes everything more exciting mm. for the future. It's the your sort of astronomical version of turning up to the airport and your baggage is a couple of grams over the limit and they go, oh, we're going to have to charge you excess on the <laughs> three billion dollars there. Three yeah, billion dollars. Yeah. So, Give or take, so yeah. I mean, but here's the thing, Alan. Why haven't they gone back to the moon more since, it? you know, Apollo 11 and all that, huh? How come? <laughs> well, to <laughs> I'm just trying to see what at what point does your your crazy like 
theories come into play, Madokai. But, but okay, so the idea is we went there uh, for a little bit of science, right? There was mm -hmm. some science, but mostly it was prestige. And once you've done it once, eh, not so prestigious. I'd say it's sort of like Nimbin. I mean, you go there once, sure. <laughs> well, a bit well, of an some experience. Some people who turned to Nimbin into their home. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I mean? So Exactly right. You retire there, I think, is, is what it is later in life. <laughs> so, so, you, so people went to the moon. That was it. That's mm. why no one's gone back. I mean, we, surely we could have set up a webcam and stuff up there. I just, I feel like it was underutilized. I'm glad to hear we're going back in 2024. We're going to go back and we're going to go back in 4K, right? So you're going to get your webcam. <laughs> that is part of the mission. I'm serious. It's going to really? be glorious. What's yeah. the, what's the, have they got the MBN up there yet? Or what's, what's happening? That'll take another two oh. decades to install, no doubt. Matt. Literally, I, I, I'm saying literally, I don't know how true this is, but I read it on the internet, so who knows? Um, Nokia got the contract to put 4G on the moon. Wow. Right. Yeah, NASA gave them the contract. And you to think that 4310, it's still, <laughs> Neil Armstrong dropped it on the moon, still got two bars battery left, right? It's still there. Right? That's it. Well, Professor Alan Duffy, astronomer from Swinburne University, thank you so much for uh, informing Thanks us so as much. to the latest moon news. We really appreciate it. We're glad your eye is better and hopefully we'll catch you soon. Uh, it's been a pleasure, guys. Have a good one. And of course, Matt O'Kine, this opens up a whole range of opportunities for, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, individuals, astronauts. This water on the moon is such a game changer. And um, we've actually got a list of the top reasons why water on the moon is a game changer. Starting off with, if there is an astronaut that really annoys you, all you need to do is jump in a buggy and wait for them to be waiting for the shuttle and you can drive past the puddle and splash them. It's real get them. Yeah, it's good news for uh, every homeowner on Earth because now at night, every house has ocean views. It also means that we're going to be seeing the very first interstellar wine, which is to be branded Moon Goon. Costa's been invited to host a new series of Gardening Moon. Uh, however, he had to decline because his beard couldn't fit in the space helmet. And given that the new base has to be set up on this water source, it seems like even astronauts can't avoid sleeping in the wet patch. <laughs> Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Alex Dyson, I got hit with a spring cleaning bug. Ooh, well, it's the ago. perfect time for it, isn't it? Oh, man. We, you know, we started trying to clear stuff out. But anyway, part of the clean out is, uh, you know, and everyone going back to work. Belinda's going back to work. Wait, sorry to interrupt, but because you have been in your house for, um, what, eight years? Nine, Nine years. years. Nine years. I have rented the same apartment. I have damn near bought this apartment <laughs> for this goddamn owner who I'd, I've never seen, never met, don't know anything about them. Thank because you for letting I, me stay I, for nine years. The longest I've stayed at a place in the last decade has been probably two years. Yeah. Um, and so the longer you stay in there, the longer random crap accumulates. And exactly. so a spring clean after nine years, I can only imagine what's coming out. 
Well, so, okay, so this chair that I've had that I found in my cupboard, right, I have had since my, like, best mates from Brisbane, who I went to high school with, bought it for me when I first moved out of home <laughs> in 2006, right? So here's uh, That's the a great thing. place to sit, the <laughs> cupboard. <laughs> no, so I've recently been using my partner's, Belinda's work chair because she's been working from home. Now she's going back to work. And I'm like, oh damn, I'm gonna have to use an, my old chair. Oh, she's she she brought her chair from work to your place to home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I put it in my office because we've got chairs at home. Anyways, so now I have to send the chair back to Bell's work, and so I pulled out the old chair that I that I've had since 2006, mind you, mm. and I forgot when I pulled it out and put and and sat on it that in 2006. When I put it together, <laughs> I put it together so that by accident, so that you know how you're supposed to like sit in a comfy office chair yes, and it has I've, that kind of I've lean, sit before. <laughs> and it has that kind of tilt backwards. Mm. You know, you sit into it and it tilts slightly backwards. Yeah. Well, I when in 2006 when I built this chair, I did it the wrong way round. <laughs> So it just tilts me forwards and I kind of Right, so instead of your body (laughs) making an obtuse angle (laughs) in a seated position, you're you're past 90 degrees, you're acute. Yeah, anytime I sit down, it just tips me forward. It folds you like a focaccia. (laughs) (laughs) Like an an origami swan. Um, And like the wings of a swan, my arms are out on either side, flapping to gain steadiness. Mm. But it just made me wonder, because it's been like this for 15 years, and I've never changed it. And I'm always uncomfortable, incredibly uncomfortable Mm. when I sit on this chair, because I'm just, I'm basically kneeling. That's what I'm doing. I'm squatting when I sit on this chair. But it's going to be very uncomfortable to get the screwdriver out, get it in there, You should see the drawer that the screwdriver's in. (laughs) (laughs) There's things in there. That that haunt me at night. So um. So yeah. So what have you got the wrong way round? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I put the bloody razor blades the wrong way round oh, on my yeah. shaver the other day, <laughs> and in trying to fix them up, cut three even slices into my thumb, which is quite annoying. Uh, I'll dob in woods and the uncanny ability to like wearing wearing a t-shirt to bed, pajama tops, right? Oh yeah, an uncanny ability. To get it not only back to front, but inside out <laughs> and back to front. So I wake up in the morning and she has a, a tag flapping into her chin. <laughs> like if Is just by, it's more often than random chance. Like it's Is more she doing often, it on purpose? No. Does she like there, the little tactical? There is, there is no thought into putting it on. Surely you could just feel and get it on the right way. It would annoy me so much, but it just doesn't matter. It's going on. Okay, what have you got around the w- wrong way? Let us know. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Now, Matt O'Kine, my locks are hanging low uh, as we come out of this Melbourne isolation. And we thought, what better time to do something a little bit special with the post-lockdown haircut. Oh, man, you've, got, you've had floppy hair for too long. It just it, flops, you know? Yeah, there's not a whole lot of body, not a, lot of, not a whole lot of shine. There, I tell you what, there isn't. 
absolutely no bounce. <laughs> no, not at it's all. Li- you, you've it's, got quite limp hair, I have to tell you. It's it's like a fifth day SCG test wicket up there at the moment. Very, very, very flat. And uh, look, we want to do something about it. And so we thought, what better way, uh, what better time to do something that we've been wanting to do for a long time, and that is bring something back. Something that has been out in the doldrums for far too long. And that is none other than the majestic, the unforgettable, the unparalleled perm. Yeah, we thought the perm went in the 80s and the 90s. I remember, um, I I actually think my mum got one in the early 90s. um, But, you know, the trend disappeared and uh, it needs a true hero to bring it back. That's it. So myself and a few fellow perm whales, as you you described them the other day, Matt, have decided to get on board and we're going to bring back the perm. But um, the difficult thing with that is, is like, how do we go about this? Because... Producer Bron's been in charge of, of Perm Search 2020. She goes, it's been an absolute nightmare. Not only are hairdressers in Melbourne packed as a result of everyone trying to get in at once, but also just not that many people do perms anymore. She goes, no, it's kind of like trying to get your favourite movie on VCR, yeah. you know, on VHS. <laughs> like, it's it's... It's it's an old technology. Some people threw those irons out a long time ago. And uh, yeah, producer Bron said to me, she walked in, I'm like, how's it going? She was flustered. He goes, oh, bloody Koshy was easier to get than a perm. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is, Matt O'Kime, we have found a Melbourne perm expert. She works at Hair by Brook. Her name is Rena, and she's joining us right now. Hello, Rena. Hi, how are you? Oh, good, so thank you, good. Rena. Have you been all right? <laughs> oh, look, we're great. We're, we're much happier now that we've found you, yeah. um, someone who is a, a technician that can help well, out Alex Dyson. Technician, yeah. I, would, I would say artist, Rena. What, what would you call yourself? I've been, look, I've been doing it for the last 35 years. I've been doing hairdressing. So, yeah, perm's my specialty. Oh, goodness. Oh, oh you talk. I've done, I've done two today, another two tomorrow. So I'm all permed out. <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, this is exciting because we've been calling around and we, people keep hand-passing us away. They go, oh, I don't do perms. Our salon doesn't do perms. Why do well, people not do perms out. enough, Rena? I don't know. People just don't like doing it. So I just like the um, old tradition. Mm. People, yeah, a lot of my clients like the perms. How long will Alex Dyson, how long does it take to perm? It takes oh, 20 minutes to wind and all up. You're looking at about an hour and a half. Okay. okay. It all depends on the length of hair. Yeah, for sure. The now, shorter, I'm, the better. The shorter, the quicker. That's good. Well, Ooh. I'm sort of running at about oh, 20 centimetres hair. Um, I've been – Matt and I have had this discussion off air, Rena, yeah. but we've been wondering what's the most popular radius for a perm curl? Are we going to go some large swoops or are we getting real small two-minute noodle perm action? Yeah, because I've, oh, seen, the, I've no, seen... No, no two-minute noodles, no. <laughs> oh, oh, really? I mean, I've heard the ramen noodle <laughs> perm is, is kind of in, you know? Not for me. I won't be doing that. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So Alex Dyson can rule his um, Justin Timberlake dreams out, okay? You're not going to look like JT and it's, uh, it's going it. to be me. I'd already bought so... the double denim ready to, to match it with that. <laughs> but, Rena, you, you did mention your clients as well. What sort of clients do usually come in for a, for a perm? Uh, you can, mostly you get the elderlies that come in, uh, which mm. I adore, yeah. So um, if it, you get the occasional youngies that come in Young and have buck. their yeah, they have their 
like that they like their waves. And is there? I mean, I've seen because people have texted in. Rena, mm. um, a gentleman texted in recently. He sent us a photo. He's got he's got some battle scars from mm. the perm, red hot sort of singe on his forehead. Oh no! What sort of no. nasty uh, accidents have happened on the? Uh, you know, well, on it the... All, look, it all depends on the solution that you're using. Because mm. um, yeah, if it's not the right solution, you're going to get um, a bit of accidents. So you got to find out, you know, if they're sensitive to the scalp. Or if not, mm. you have yeah. So yeah. Well, so does does um does the client that I'm going to be doing? Are they do they have coloured hair? Do they have um? Uh, it's brown, uh, non-coloured hair. Very straight. Uh, okay, In fact, Rena, now I'm very inexperienced when it comes to doing anything yeah. outside of the norm for my hair. Yeah. My dad yeah. cut my hair well into my twenties. Um, the only time I've ever done something weird is when my sister was giving my cousin blonde tips. Okay. And I, and she goes, you want some? I'm like, yes, slap a dollop on, in the middle of my head. And I had a blonde circle for about four months. Um, that's the only time. Terrible. That's the only time I've done anything with my head. So this is, I am a little bit nervous about it. Is there anything you can say to put me at ease at all? Just come in, enjoy yourself and relax. Mm -hmm. Give you a cup of coffee and we'll give you a, a biscuit to go with it. Oh, now what are we talking about? Root, you know, arrowroot biscuit, milk arrowroot, or you know, Scotch fingers. No, just a nice shortbread. <laughs> oh, now you're talking. I might get myself a perm. <laughs> How relaxing! All right, well, thank you very much, Rena. When uh, Alex Dyson, when do you think you might want to do this? Well, have you got time next week, Rena? Can I come? Can I yeah, I do. Pop by and yeah, bring back the perm next week. You can if you like. Now, there is one thing I need to run past you here, Rena, yep. before we're doing yep. this. Um, yep. In all this perm chat, I was excited yep. about the return of the perm. Uh, it, yep. is, it is a step outside the norm for me, and I've just remembered yep. that I'm also actually going to be an ambassador for Movember this year. Oh, and okay. So, <laughs> and so... So do you want me to perm your mind? Well, no, not necessarily, <laughs> but... Is this something, like, I'm thinking of Ghostbusters here. The rule is never cross the streams. Am I going to be too sexy <laughs> by adding a perm on top of a mo? <laughs> I reckon it'll look great. <laughs> yeah, and who knows, you might, uh, you might, meet, <laughs> might meet someone else, one of other Arena's clients in you there might. who's, uh, you know, got the same tastes as you, Alex Tyson, you never know. Yeah, it's a, uh, look, that's an unfortunate scheduling error from yeah. me, but um, <laughs> we, uh, it's going to be a big one. So thank you, Rena. We will talk to you next week. And okay. uh, mark it in the diary, November 2020, the official return of the perm. Well, Matt O'Kine, wouldn't you know it, once again, it's happened again. We've found ourselves in the middle of a talkback conga. Yeah, it all started when I asked the question, when's karma gotcha? And that led to, when have you gotten $20? Which led to, what's the worst bet you've made? Which led to where, <laughs> where you find us right now. What's your relationship rules? Because we did have a chat to a listener yesterday, Matt who's who a partner has a rule. If they don't floss, you've got to put up your arms and get a 10-second tickle in the pits. Oh, that's it's torture. Absolutely torturous. I've got rules with my partner. What's your relationship rule? Well, I because I wanna I wanna start a uh, a home brewery. <laughs> 
in your two-bedroom inner-city apartment. Well, when, when we finally moved to a bigger family home, I've uh, I've already dibsed a basement area to uh, to make you know to start some home brewing. So wait, you're going to be walking through a house with Belinda. And she'll go, oh, this will make a great nursery. And you go, no, that's where I'm going to put the fermentation tanks. Just Anyways, leave the she's ref- out of this. She's like, yeah, sure, you can you can have your little home brewery, right? My little brewing company. As soon as you can. Okay, so squat and sit on the ground and then stand up without using your hands at all. <laughs> so... You have to you have to go from a standing position with your feet crossed over, right? Standing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Then you have to sit down and then stand up. So is that is this a trying to get more flexible rule? Why, what's it's a why try is the to rule break my knees rule, man. <laughs> I, I of course I can't do it. I'm it's I'm deadlocked. I agreed to it and then I tried. She's like, okay, we'll try it. And then I went, ah, my <laughs> leg gave away. Goodness I'm on the me. ground squealing. Well, it looks like uh, Okine's uh, yeasty favourites aren't going to be coming out of the basement any t- time soon. But we do have Daniel on the line from Wollongong. Hello, Daniel. Hello, how are you doing? Great, thank you, Daniel. Now, your partner and you have a rule for uh, burping. Yeah, so we, we have a little game where we like to rate each other's burps if, uh, if we so ask for it. <laughs> uh, but there's only one rule to the game, and that rule is you can't argue with the referees. So if you oh. get a score of eight... And you argue, you get a score of seven. And every argument you put forward, you go down a point. Oh. <laughs> so describe a, describe a 10 for us, Daniel. Well, it's elusive, but a 10, <laughs> it's, it's based on three things. It's based on the duration, mm-hmm. the pitch, and the intensity. You've got to have something that comes from the toes. It's got to go for a while, and it's got to float up and down. That's the 10. Wow, and have either of you ever got a 10 before? No, no, yeah. Wow. Well, it's, it's so, your white whale, isn't it? We're, we're aiming, <laughs> aiming for that. You need your tongue. You, you're literally looking for that tongue wobble like it happens in The Simpsons, you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> Daniel, if we were to record our burps during the week, um, sure. do you reckon we could get back to you and get a rating from you and your partner? Oh, 100%. We'd have a Wait, go at it. hold on. We didn't agree to this. <laughs> what the hell? Is- I don't want to burp on... No, sorry, I meant me and Woods. I know you're oh, not. You're not yeah. I know you'd be Matt bringing out a bunch of threes over there. He's not part of our <laughs> game here, Daniel. This this chump. <laughs> so, Daniel, did, when did you when did you realise that you and your partner had this this love in common? Oh gosh, um, we shared a lot of similarities. We've probably been together for probably about eleven years. Um, probably about a year after that, <laughs> a yeah. year after meeting, we sort of realised we were pretty compatible in these sorts of departments. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's a few other, um, <laughs> a few other uh, categories in this competition that could be uh, finding their way onto the uh, onto the scoreboard. Can I ask, are the scores recorded in some sort of book or stone tablet, Daniel? <laughs> No recordings, no recordings, but I do get reminded of uh, me being a bad judge most times. So. <laughs> All right. So where were you, Daniel, when you got your highest score? When did you clock your PB? Oh, it, most of them all sort of happened around sort of family and friends. Uh, nothing in public, unfortunately, but I think, I think the missus has had a pretty good nine and a half in public before. Oh, well done. Well, in public look, we, as well. Uh, Woods had a good one walking out of the house the other day, just doing a big burp, not realizing there was a lady putting something in our mailbox. Oh, <laughs> it's bad. So uh, well, anyway, we'll try and we'll try and catch some for you, Daniel. We'll get the uh, the expert opinion. You can be our uh, Matt Preston of burps.
Fantastic, I'll take it. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, guys. Ooh, I reckon we keep the uh, conga going, Daiso. You want to keep it up? All right. I'm, I'm keep keep this balloon in the air, okay? Let's see if we can hit the end of the end of the uh, week. Um, I'm thinking, what are you the Matt Preston of? You know, what are you judging? Mm. What okay. do you What do you keep score of? That's good. Sounds good to me. Daniel, have you uh, you've got burps? Is there anything else in your arsenal? Ah. Uh. Look, I'd mention a few things, but we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to lower the phone. Um, yeah, all right, well, <laughs> well uh, all right. Okay, thanks, Daniel. Well, uh, we really appreciate you sharing that with us. And uh, you no listening, worries. let us know, what do you keep score of? Matt.n.alex on Instagram. Well, Matt O'Kine, that brings us to the end of another all-day breakfast. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks again to Professor Alan Duffy for giving us all the moon goss that we can handle and also to Rena, who is going to be giving me all the curls I can handle next week. The perm is locked in. It's going to be a powerful look with that moustache. And um, I, did, I, thought, I thought I told Woods about it and... I realised that I hadn't, and she was quite. Oh, you're not shocked. bringing that home. That's not a surprise that any partner wants. So the perm uh, and the mo combo. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a heavy scene. But um, look, it's it, you only live once, Matt O'Kine. I think it's about time. I will start solving crimes in Miami. Uh, as a result. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love you to join me. Okay, if you want to get on board at the ground floor, the perm is returning. You can uh, book an appointment too. Right, and let's so just get... people, people in Melbourne have gone too long without sex, okay? <laughs> they don't need to jump on board this awful fad and deprive themselves any longer. No, no, no. I think the opposite is happening, Matt O'Kine. <laughs> so uh, get on board for that. Thank you very much for listening as well. Oh, and happy out of lockdown day to the people of Melbourne coming out Yay! today, Matt O'Kine. Huge stuff. You got any big plans for tonight? I'm going to be at Bob Bar. We're opening it up again. I mean, the comedy, it was meant to be there for the comedy festival. That didn't happen. So this is going to be our seven month late comedy festival party. So if you do want to come down, come and come and say good day uh, at 240 Little Collins Street. We'll be there uh, having a, a beverage and celebrating at table service in a COVID safe way with hand sanitizer and masks. Please make sure you check in on arrival, okay? No <laughs> exactly. fake names. Exactly. No Walter P. money bags or whatever. <laughs> But yes, thank you for listening, and we're going to leave you with a voice memo that we got from a listener called Jackson, who was listening to our show and heard me tell you that there are two kinds of people in this world. Those who know what they're doing when it comes to putting margarine on bread, and the other people who take way too much out of the environment and then try and put it back sloppily on the edge of the rim leaving crumbs in the marge. I mean, Disgusting. At, at Rat Dog Memes, put up yeah, a very he's spicy... On, he did another great meme as well. Whoever runs the page, <laughs> well done, Rat Dog Memes. Check that one out. But Jackson did not like my uh, my barbs thrown towards people who wipe the marge back in the bucket. And so we're going to leave you with his thoughts on that issue. Thank you again for listening today, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. I am angry about what you blokes said about people like me who put excess marge back into the container. I'm quite frankly offended. I've actually got it down to quite a good art form. Put the excess excess on the knife, stick the knife in the container, close the lid, pull the knife out, 
all the excess will just slide straight off. Next time you open the lid, there it is, ready to go. I hate it. <laughs> That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.